Nathan, <laughs> episode Hi. number 10. Episode number 10. Oh, thank you. So uh, <laughs> I was just greeted by my little baby here, little Penelope. She's going to have to say hi. She's a I part of, she's like the mascot that. for the show. Hello. Oh, Hello. <laughs> Only she can't hear me, so she thinks no one is responding to her cute little voice. Marin says, hello. That hello. was really cute. Hello. <laughs> I love she it. She brought me I'm some th- organic plant uh, fertilizer here. Monty is a local guy made this mm. really organic plant, houseplant fertilizer. Thank you, baby girl. How was your time? Very um, nice. Hi, Marin. It's good to see you again. Penny ran in at just the opportune time. <laughs> no, I love it. I've got to come and squeeze that little person in in person soon. Yeah, officially. Welcome to Kentucky. Mm, thank you. It's been so nice. You're you're what so, like so an nice. hour and thirty or something from Louisville or forty five something like that. Something like that. I guess we'll see. Yeah. The first time I come visit you. Right on. I hope is soon. Yeah. Hey, we've got we'll beef see. for you. We have beef waiting. <laughs> i can't wait that's an even better reason i got a freezer full of beef here for you <laughs> that sounds like something southern but it's great i know i know like you, you're gonna see a totally different side of me we got beef <laughs> and some wildflower honey here well hey i have stuff for you i have all kinds of herbs i've been picking off this uh land so we'll make a trade that land it's what a funny relationship i have to that land and my vicariously living on the land through you so thank you for all the photos and videos totally yeah i love it i love it pretty awesome welcome so lots of new things on your end yeah lots of new things and lots of uncertainties which is great lots of unknowns you know not knowing a whole lot of people not knowing kind of why I'm here. I mean, I think I do know in the biggest scheme as much as I can, but we were going to talk today just about birth work and the kind of work we do and mm-hmm. how you never really, you really know whatever that means. Well, just like with birth, you have no control really. Um, for, for people who, who think they have control over their destiny, there is some truth to that. But those people who try so hard to like stay on the path, right, that they thought they would were going to be on, they oftentimes end up unhappy. Not always, but oftentimes they do. And I think you and I are both in this strange place right now where it's like, stuff's a changing. And you can either roll with the punches or you can fight it, right? I mean, it'd be sort of like you guys saying, we have to buy a property in Sedona. We got to make it work. Because this is mm. home. And our 14-year-old needs us to stay here. But that's just not how how life often turns out. So we're both, you and I are both kind of, I don't know, we're kind of um, straddling two worlds to some degree, or maybe more than two worlds. I don't know. (laughs) Right. How many worlds are we straddling? I don't know. Lots of new beginnings and new opportunities. Um, I think that's come up for people in all lines of work, right? In the last year or so, just saying, what is this all about? all this craziness. Like if we're going to find something good, what is it? And yeah. new beginnings is right. kind of the way I feel it. Yeah. And there's, I mean, it's very exciting. You know, you, you and I, we've become pretty close friends. Um, we haven't, we haven't signed a blood pact, but we're, we're like just a step before that. And, <laughs> and, um, and so I feel like 
when we interact, we usually are interacting to say like, guess what? This new exciting thing happened. And you and I both don't have anything like specifically happening. I mean, I have some things that are coming about, but I don't know how it's going to go. It could like ruin my life. I have no idea. Um, it's not like, Hey, I just won the lottery. Let's go spend a hundred million dollars having fun. Like that's not, that sounds cool. That's just not really where you and I are. We're both sort of wondering how is this transition in both of our lives, which coincidentally happens to have happened almost simultaneously, um, Mm -hmm. for very different reasons. Where is this leading us? And while it's exciting, it's also like, damn, like where, (laughs) What is around the corner? Yeah, where am I and what's happening? I don't think it's a coincidence, though, of course. And I think you probably agree. I think especially being good friends, you know, it's it's mirroring each other. And I don't know, whatever we're going through, it's easy to see in someone else as well. Easier than it sometimes is for yourself. So I love following your journey and leaving hospital work and wondering what's next and all the exciting things you have to me is so exciting. Like, I don't think it'll make your life worse. I I see such amazing, fantastic things on the horizon for you just being more who you are, which is what it feels like it comes down to. Like, that's what's being asked is like, get rid of the bullshit. Who are you really? Yeah. Yeah. So what, you know, what, what Marin's referring to is that I, I've had this side venture, Beloved Holistics, now for, I don't know, it hasn't been long, maybe six months. And I've been offering my time to collaborators like midwives, doulas, etc., but also to patients who have just been dissatisfied with the medical system. And I've been offering it on a gifting platform. But if I ever wanted to do that full time, I I don't know if I could do it fully on a gifting platform and maybe that would be a a nice topic for a future Mm -hmm. podcast because you and I both have some really cool but very deep and somewhat uncertain (laughs) notions as to what a gifting model really looks like. But, you know, in order to do that full time, it's like, gosh, I actually need to make money. I've got nearly half a million dollars in medical school debt. I've got two mortgages, (laughs) although one of those is being paid off by somebody. And, um, you know, I mean, we have like the, we've got a second baby on the way and you, you've got 10 kids. Like it's expensive to have a family and to do the things you want to do and to be able to travel and, and all that other stuff. So, you know, while the gifting thing makes sense, it's like, okay, I'm going to actually have to take a plunge and leave a corporate job eventually. Like when my debt is forgiven, I don't have to work in corporate medicine. I work with a nonprofit so that through the public service loan forgiveness program, everything will be forgiven. The 500 oh. K at least in a matter of about three and a half years, which is huge, right? Like that's a big bonus at the end of the rainbow. On the other hand, it's like doing the corporate medicine thing, whether it's in birth and hospice and whatever, it's not serving me. And I literally am just going like daddy long leg style outside of the box, bringing my second leg behind me, demonstrating perfect hip mobility (laughs) (laughs) and, and just taking the plunge and, who knows where that's going to lead as a physician? You know, you think you have this security blanket of like, as long as I do the thing, like I I was once offered a job at Kaiser in Northern California. And it was like a lot of money with this incredible benefits package where I was going to be paid something like 
60% of whatever my top salary that I had earned during those 10 years would have been for the rest of my life. Mm. Like what the hell kind of golden handcuffs is that? That's why so many doctors, they end up in these roles and it's like, while I want to buck the system and while I want to do something that actually serves my heart, this is too good of a deal to pass up. Like I've worked too hard and I don't blame them for that. Like who would turn that down? No. Except for me. Yeah, except <laughs> look, for you. I look in the mirror and it's like, I, that's not going to be me. That's not going to be my path. And in some way you put yourself into the flames in order to temper yourself and to, to better understand who you are and, and, and what your role is here. And, 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 um, and by doing that, I guess, you know, you, you just have to like put yourself out there and see what spirit has in store. And I know that you're on a similar path here. I mean, I know that you have, um, some pretty, I don't know, you've got a, you've got options ahead of you, but, but neither you nor I, nor anybody knows exactly what that looks like. So, so how are you feeling into that space? Well, there are different challenges, you know, obviously. And I feel like it's easier again to look in like at your situation and support you and see how it all makes sense, (laughs) you know, to see how you've gone through the medical world Mm -hmm. and slowly reclaimed yourself, which is what I mean, I'm putting words to it. You never said that, but I feel like that's how I see it. And so you're kind of like inching out slowly, but with so much gain, like the challenges that you faced to me have showed you who you really are and what's important and, and what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. Um, And I haven't had that same experience, of course, you know, it's just been a different road of, not necessarily challenges even, just midwifery and birth work and wanting more from it, you know, I think in a similar way Mm -hmm. that you're looking for more. And what is more? Like, it's not more in this, like, selfish way. It's just a more fulfilling experience doing the work, whatever that means. Maybe it's working with different people. Maybe it's this gift model, like we were kind of hinting at, and I think that would be really fun to talk about. Um, just more, like how can we do more to enjoy our life more, to make it more worth it when we're doing these things? And those are just really tough questions to have the answer to. It's like you have to just live through it and be open and stay creative and stay hopeful and positive. And I really do believe that whether it's you or me, like those answers come in, those solutions come in, but they take time. It's not this immediate result. So I don't know what that means to you exactly, but. Well, I mean, what it means to me is that, you know, when I meet people who have made hard decisions to change their careers, right? Like, for example, the guy who sold me the wine that I'm drinking right now, Mm. his name's John, and he, he has a little shop here in Louisville, and he was in like, Wall Street, financing, all that other stuff. And then he pursued a very hard path to become a sommelier, right? Which is the people that have this fine palates for the region and the varietal of, you know, the wine and and all that other stuff. And they can help you pair it with the right sausage or whatever. whatever. Yeah. And um, so like he was sitting pretty, he was comfortable, probably making a buttload of money. 
And he was like, you know, this isn't serving me. And that's, I mean, he's a human being who has to do something every single day. If the thing you're doing isn't serving you, if it makes you bored, if you find that you're kind of snippety and agitated, if you're not really doing the work that you feel is like resonant with your heart, if it doesn't excite you, like you got to change. You just got to, you just have to go overboard. Imagine you go Marin for 25 more years, 30 more years. And you're like, I kind of hated what I was doing for all that time. I'm so glad to retire. Like retirement shouldn't be our goal. Like retirement is not fun. That doesn't sound fun to me. It just sounds like I'm sitting around drinking margaritas and like Jimmy Buffett style, which some days I'm like, God, I'd really love that. But that's not me. Like it's not me to sit around and just be like, ah, I finally earned retirement. This, this notion of retirement that we don't have some purpose that we're not actually doing some work that serves us like without being a martyr for that job, like that's not a, that's not really the, that's not the missing variable in the equation. Right. But if you're 18 and and you're like, I want to be a doctor, you start that off at 18 and you don't exactly know you're excited about it then, but you don't exactly know where it's going to lead you. And I think, um, for me, like in reflecting on what you said, it's like, you know, I thought this is what I wanted. I thought I wanted to be the allopathic doctor. And so I put Mm. everything that I had, I went into stage three adrenal fatigue. Like I ended Mm. up being knocked on my ass and becoming very, very depressed in the process. But I did what very, very few people can do, which is to make it through medical school, to get into medical school, to get into residency, make it through residency, do the chief residency thing, go into fellowship. And then afterwards have to look back on that and say, I thought I wanted this and I don't want this. And now I'm going to veer into the unknown. And there's something beautiful, but also scary about that. Hi, honey, bunny. Hi, Penny's back. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear that. It is scary. And there's no shame in that. Like, that's probably what we were put on this earth to do, right? Is be maybe challenged to figure out why we're here. So as much as the defined paths have led, I'm sure, other people to happiness, you know, it's just honest and transparent to admit when that's not the case for you. And to go off on your own trying to figure it out is really needed. Like that's what's needed in the world. Like we don't need another allopathic doctor, really. Like, and we don't need another midwife, right? I think we need people creating something that really there is no word, maybe there isn't even a solid definition, which is what I've seen you working on too with your new website and just like constantly refining and rethinking like how you want to say this, like what is this thing you do? That's so exciting. Right, right. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's sort of like, what is my constitution? Like, what am I, you know, I was working on a, on a, on a video for the website and Stephanie's, she's helping me with the business and I, you know, she's the, um, I think we, we came up with the title of communications and creative director. I'm sorry. That was priceless. <laughs> Just doing I wonder what, what she means. Talking yeah. into a microphone. Yeah, that's right, baby. That's so true. So You're chatty. <laughs> well, and now that we're on the topic, like why, why would I want to do something that, that 
requires 80 hours of my time, but gives me full benefits and a 401k and everything. If I don't get to be with this little woman, this little developing beautiful baby, why didn't I have kids if I didn't want to be with her as much as I could? So anyways, we're, we're making this video and Stephanie's like, we, I did like a thousand takes. And then eventually Stephanie said, why are you making this video? No, baby, no. Why are you making this video? And I said, well, I want people to be able to see what it would be like to be on camera with me. And I want them to see that I'm, sorry for all the noise, everybody. St uh, Penny has put tomato all over the microphone. Why would I want, you know, or, 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 or I want people to see what it's going to be like to be on camera with me. And I want them to know my personality. And, and she's like, the video is not good. Like it doesn't reflect you. It's, it just feels like this weird package scripted kind of thing. And she's right. It's sort of like, hi, I'm Nathan Riley. And I, uh, I find me down at, at, at Louisville Toyota and <laughs> I'll sell you a, a new RAV4 or something. She's like, she's like, it's, it's devoid of like, it's you, but it's devoid of like what your purpose is here. And, um, and I'm so glad that she was able to do that because it's, <laughs> it's, it's not familiar territory. It's, it's, com it's something completely new. And, um, I don't know. I feel like I got off track there a little bit, but I don't know. What say you? No, 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 that's funny. And I think where my mind goes with that is, well, similarly being new here, you know, I've had thoughts about that. Like, we're taught all of these things like you have to get your name out there. You have to like, let people know you have to sell yourself. You have to make those connections. And I've actually gone to a pretty deliberate attempt so far, at least in these three weeks um, to not do that. Like I don't even really need to meet any birth people. And I don't mean that from like an arrogant stance. It's just take your time. And as you're in a place or as you're offering a new business, mm -hmm. your authenticity, to me, that's what's important. Like, that's how I would seek someone out. And those are the people that I want to find me. So I think that's also these new beginnings and like, how intentionally do we begin them? You know, do we want to just do what everybody else does? So to me, that kind of speaks to that because people are going to find you and they're going to love you and yeah, right. Like they don't need to see you on a video because they're just going to vibe with what you say and who you are. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I know that there's a lot of birth workers that are listening to this, but we yield a lot of our power to the people that, that society perceives as being higher value. And that includes the the sort of new priests of the medical system, the, the the people in the white coats, the doctors, like they are just human beings that are trying to figure this out. And they just happened to have invested the time and the energy to get to a space where they can comfortably sit back and earn the money and the benefits and all of that. But if we don't push the doctors and if I don't push the midwives and the doulas and the birth workers and they don't push me back, like if, if we aren't doing that, then we're really not able to change anything and to find where we do really fit. So just because the job description says, hey, here's what we need you to do, 
that may not really be what you ultimately end up doing. And you just need to be able to reflect back on yourself and say, Hey, like I, I got to do my own thing. Um, especially I think if you're not a doctor, because it's, again, it's so easy just to jump into that current and ride the wave. But if you're a midwife and it's like, you know, I don't like the way that midwifery is practiced, then you have to find your own way to do it. And, and even you, Marin, I mean, you've, you've done more in the birth community and for the birth community than virtually anybody that I know. So I'm sure it's surprising to a lot of people to have been listening to your, your recent prod- podcast. I think I'm up to date except for the moving or welcome to Kentucky episode. Um, I think people would be surprised to find that, that Oh, the Marion green, like she, she's got it all. I mean, you're, you're the bees knees in the birth community and you are right now, I mean, for black, for lack of better terms, you're at ground zero and you can build whatever it is that you want and you may fall flat on your face. Probably not because you're Marion green, but the, the point being that it's, um, there's no, there's no way that you're going to grow into the next iteration of Marion green, unless you're willing to take the risk of what's around the corner. Mm. And likewise, yeah. Didn't you just quote Rumi in one of your recent episodes? Hang on. It was about the unknown. Like what's, what's, what's the next thing? This may have not been, mm. been your quote. I'm going to, I'm going to read this and let me know if this resonates with you. Try not to resist the changes that come your way. Instead, instead, let life live through you and do not worry that your life is turning upside down. How do you know that the side you are used to is better than the one you, than the one to come? Yeah. That was you, I think. Yeah. That's Rumi. That's got my Rumi quotes everywhere. He's my dude. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that really sums it up, doesn't it? Like, how do we know where we're headed isn't a million times better than where we came from. And I really, and I think you do too, like, that's what's driving us. If we really thought life was going to suck on the other side of change, we'd be way too scared to do it. And I think we both know that there's something there, it's worth pursuing. Um, And I figure, you know, even if it doesn't work out the way I think, whatever that is, then my life is great anyway. I've got amazing kids, husband, and this amazing property. Like, I'm happy just being. So it's not like oh, everything man, in so life true. depends on birth. You know, it's like it's it's a privilege and an honor to witness birth and and you know make a living doing what we do. But in the end, I don't know. It's just about I think choosing our happiness anyway. So yeah, amen. I mean, I feel that's exactly the way that I feel. I hold Penny and we've got a second baby coming in November and it's like, man, if I could just be with this baby every day, all day and not have to worry about making money and paying bills or whatever, I could do all of the own, my own personal development sort of on the side. I don't need the job to define me. And fortunately people like me and you, we do find such value and um, inspiration and growth in our own, in like our actual professional work. But gosh, like, I'm okay. Like, I don't need more. Like, I'm <laughs> fine. Right. And that's so yeah. reassuring. Yeah, totally. Well, amen to that. Amen. Thank you, Rumi. And thank you, Marin. <laughs> it's nice to see you again. And thank you, Nathan. Let's, let's wrap it up. That was great. All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks for chatting. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.